Welcome to another season of Cheap Coffee. This season looks to be an even better season, where we're sitting down and talking about any and everything. Exploration through conversation. That's going to be the model for this season. So, I'm hoping you enjoy the topics and the people that we bring on. Welcome to Cheap Coffee. Um, today we have our special guest, Lotto. Um, I'll let her do a more formal introduction. We also have Tracy, um, my co-host. So, Lotto, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? My name's Lauren. Um, happy to be here. Good. Um, today we want to discuss, you know, strength, sense of self, sense of relationship health. Um, and we brought Lauren on because I feel like she has all of those things, um, which is why you know I wanted her to be a guest because I felt like for her age group, so many women can really use that sense of um, information um, that I think she has a pretty good grasp on. So elaborate on it. Yeah, so a um, little bit of back history of how uh, I know you is we work together and uh, we kind of had some good conversation. And at that time, I was dating my now husband. Um, so just a little bit of background about how I got to that point. Um, growing up, you know, I was surrounded by not the most ideal marriages. And I kind of always knew that I wanted to try to do anything to... Um, better my relationships and to make them strong and um, great, you know, great relationships. Um, so I, back in my 20s, I dated around, met a lot of people, kind of figured out what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, someone broke up with me for the first time ever. Usually I was the one to break up with people and that kind of really, um, upset me just mostly for the fact that I I was always on, on the giving end not the receiving end um, and then after that I was single for probably about five years and kind of really figured out who I was um, honed in on my kind of sense of self and became the confident woman that I am today um, you know, kind of learning what I liked in relationships, what I didn't like, what I was going to um, per se settle for, what I was not willing to tolerate. Um, and that eventually led me to um, having a happy, healthy relationship with my now husband. So, yeah. Talk about the... Um, the how, what, and when you arrive to who you are today. Sure. Um, so I think what really kind of set the tone for my current relationship was just meeting so many different people, having so many different experiences. I did a little bit of travel nursing um, and dated throughout that and I, I kind of knew, all right, like I am going to 
willing to go for this, willing to not go for this, and whatever that was. For example, um, you know, these people that just kind of had their own agenda. Well, I don't really want someone to have their complete own agenda. I want to be able to kind of do things together, but at the same time also have our own separate sense of self. So with my current husband, we both have our own things that we both love to do, but love to do separately. And then we kind of can come together and do our own things together. Okay. What do you attribute to um, this uh, sense of self and sense of relationship health? I think a lot of it stems from being surrounded by unhealthy relationships and kind of analyzing those relationships and thinking, well, how could I do that differently? Okay, I like what you said, right, for you. And what I want to understand is, is do you find that your friends, or even women in general, do enough self-reflecting? No, I definitely don't think they do enough self-reflecting. I mean, it's, it's hard to truly know who is doing self-reflection and who's not. I mean, maybe it's a little bit apparent once you have a deeper conversation with them. Um, but no, I think that definitely needs to happen more. It definitely needs to be a key part in everyone's yeah. daily life. You know, and it was it's interesting because we did have this conversation with him. He's like, I'm not one with words, I'm with action, right? Mm -hmm. And there's... You know, women say it's like, oh, yes, I'm this. Oh, yes, I'm strong. But they don't show it. Mm -hmm. Right? I guess I feel that when someone else is in the picture, it's like for some reason, they're completely different. Mm -hmm. They're not who they are. Mm -hmm. They change. Just for what? Exactly. I mean, and that's the question, for what? And I think some woman in particular probably feel like they need to kind of put on this persona in front of someone else for what reason I'm not sure but then when you kind of uncover everything the true self comes out and then your partner or friend whoever it is that you put that kind of show on for is like whoa where did this come from yeah whereas yeah. if instead if you just started out by being your true self and honest and just who you are as a person yeah there's there's nothing that's going to be unveiled later do you think they put pressure on themselves because i find i see I, I i'm just wondering if it's just some where they have to have some type of timeline per se because yes. can you say that oh i'll be fine in a year or six months or a month right don't know and it's is it something that something that has to be gained something that they have to feel to get to a certain point because I know that there is a point that you will feel it's like ah I got it mm -hmm. I think the timeline is a huge component of a lot of women's lives especially in their 20s and 30s why because of the biological clock main reason um and the fact that they're probably surrounded by a lot of their friends that are also kind of trending towards oh yeah they are in a relationship now they're married now the next step is kids you know there's just that whole cookie cutter kind of timeline whereas you know putting that pressure on on your future spouse is a lot it's too much and that might just completely push people away um i don't think a 
significant others necessarily if they're going to embrace that hard, fast timeline. Yeah. Um, but I also do think as well, women give too many men too many chances. So, like, if you have a terrible first date, why are you going to go on a second date with them? But this, and that's where I, this is where I hear things like, know your value. Exactly. Right? Know your exactly. worth. Right? Absolutely. But then how don't, how will you know that when you're looking at from other people or elsewhere? Right? It's like how you truly have to work within. Definitely. And I think that takes time. I don't think that's an innate thing that we have. I think it's something that you have to really grow. Um, I remember when, so I was doing travel nursing and I was in Seattle and I went on a handful of dates and, um, so many of my friends were like, well, you only went on one date with them. How do you really know? And I was like, well, the first date was terrible. I'm like, why am I going to go on a second date with them? Or maybe I did go on a second date. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just not really feeling it. And people were always like, well, why don't you give them another chance? But I know that for me, like there's already red flags. Why am I going to try to change this person into someone that I know they're not? And I've already yes. heard, I've already seen yeah. some of my cards. Yeah. Yeah. Taking people for who they are and then, to, and then vice versa. Right. So you spoke about, um, not going on unnecessary dates. And my question to you is when you relay this information to friends, um, and I'm almost certain they're not receiving it because, you know, a lot of the time women are very optimistic based on those stressors and pressures that you spoke about in regards to their biological clocks and, you know, the people around them are transitioning into, you know, familyhood. Um, but I like your hard stance on, I don't have anything in common with this person. I'm not going to create something in common. I'm not going to create commonalities just so I can have someone to be around. Speak on that more. Absolutely. So these, yeah. So for example, when I've told people about these situations, um, yeah, it's these people that are like, you know, why don't you give them a second chance, third chance, whatever. Um, these are also the same people that find themselves in relationships that as an outsider looking in, I can, after a couple months of seeing them date and interact and, like, oh, I don't think this is going to work out. And, you know, it's hard for me to tell people that, um, you know, but I, and I kind of just want to be, you know, the supportive friend and um, not, uh, what's the word, just make them feel negative about their current situation. Um, but these are, yeah, these, those are the same people that just continue to hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, and I... And then they end up breaking up and I just feel terrible because I'm like, I saw that look from the outside looking in super early on and, you know, there were red flags and maybe I told you about some of those things, but ultimately it is going to be that woman that figures that out for herself. And it might take five breakups or five miserable relationships before that happens. And then that's where that whole biological clock thing comes in. So what I loved, and I actually have to give credit uh, to my husband for this because he was the one that um, first brought it up. 
um, uh, was a little just tip with dating. So. Yeah, but we'll we'll discuss that. Yes. Um. What I wanted to say was, you know, women tend to look for these red flags, and I always. I'm not going to say always. I think women create within themselves these like uh, these placements that kind of like tell them to go or to not go. And red flags are one of them are, you know, they kind of create this template that they use in how they date. And a red flag is simply someone you just don't get along with. But sometimes they tend to force feed themselves stuff that they normally wouldn't tolerate in their younger years to compensate for their older years just to be accommodated to be accommodated by a relationship or to say you're in a relationship only to find yourself to not be happy in that relationship so i don't like the red flags i don't like the template that women you know date on you know i, I just think that you go with how you feel and if you go with how you feel and if you feel good about where you're going then cool but treat every relationship as a trend, like a process. And me and Tracy talks about this process all the time. You have to treat it like the process that it is. It can't be these hard nose and these hard checkpoints and you know, these places, these, these, these things that you set the guy up to fail on mm -hmm. because we're gonna fail all the time. So speaking of, you know, about the red flags, um, I kind of cut Tracy off. She was getting ready to say something. So. No, I just wish they could see us because we're all, I want to say something. I want to say something. So, all right, go ahead. Say it. Talk about the red flags. Because I, my opinion about the red flags is just women's, you know, dating template. And I think they need to throw that out and then kind of like oh go God. with the process yes. of yes. getting to know someone yes. and enjoy yes. the process yes. instead of trying to like create this, this these, these checkpoints in your head. Okay, this is what breaks my heart because there has to be some template, but I didn't. And when I was, when I was dating, th there was no template. It was just like, let's just see where this goes. Let's just see where this goes. So then you were saying red flags. Then I start to think, it's like, well, do they just say red flags? Because one, they're not really comfortable with themselves or the person that I guess they thought they like or are, they want to get to know. Is it, um, or is a red flag a way for them to, um, it's like a fear. Mm -hmm. right? I want you to tell me about the time because we're going to be, we're very specific and not being specific. I want you to tell me about the time when this person that you knew likes someone to talk themselves out of introducing themselves to the person, basically essentially talking themselves out of their interest in this person. Oh, I they can't. Wanted to just base, they thought the person was attractive. They wanted you to kind of like oh, go yes. up to the person and you oh said, my no, God. you go. And then yes. because I, they were yes. forced to do it. Like you have to remind me. Because yes. Because they were forced to do it. They, they talked themselves out of the interest they had. Uh, yes, yes. I remember that. Okay, so there was someone we were with a bunch. There was a bunch of us. Of course, it was just a bunch of women, right? <clears throat> and they're like, oh, there's this new person, this new guy. It's like, oh, I really like his accent. I'm a sucker for accent. <laughs> and then they ask, well, it's like, well, what? It's, it's like, what do you think of him? I'm like, well, yeah, he's a nice guy. And can you find out if he's single? I said, oh, yeah, that's like natural. Like, of course, I can do that. <laughs> like, no big deal. 
and then went off, did our, did my thing and then came back to her and said, you know what? I'm not going to ask because you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not helping you. Mm-hmm. I am not helping you. Like, and it was more of, and she looked at me, she's like, you know what? You're right. It's, this is a way for me to build my confidence. Absolutely. Build my but confidence. Never but it never happened. <laughs> because never happened. she said, oh, he was X, Y, Z. I said, oh, okay. Didn't even talk to him. Didn't even give him a chance. No. but She didn't give herself a chance, more importantly. Correct. I don't. Right? Because that, that fear of rejection, that fear of the unknown, that's really what dating is. That's really what getting to know someone and is. It's that's... like you do not know. And nor do you own the rights to how they're going to respond to you. But I, Guys do this shit all the time. We put you, ourselves out there all the time for rejection. And more times than not, we get rejected. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just a fucking stud muffin. <laughs> and let's just be realistic. There's not a lot of stud muffins walking around. But, so this is how guys are. It's all, I ask, answer is going to be yes or no. Move on. You miss mm-hmm. 100% of the shots you don't take. Women... You go, you ask, yes, no, oh my God, my feelings are hurt. Totally. There's so much more emotion. Why don't you like me? What is it? There's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. No, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that. Why can't he just not be interested? He's just not interested. And, here's the other and that's okay. That is okay because guess what? But if you know who you are, we can go back to, you know your value, you know your worth. Onward to the next one. And the caveat to that is, the caveat to that is, he can find you to be very beautiful. You're just not his cup of tea. And you have to know that that's okay. Um, So I do want to, well, let's um, stay on this red flag thing because, you know, I, one of the, Interesting things is when I hear women say, oh, he's arrogant, he's cocky, he's an asshole. And most times when some women's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a few times I've asked them why. And you know what their response is? Oh, I don't know. He's just arrogant. But explain to me why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big, why is that a red flag? How is that a red flag? And this is where, so are, is red flag supposed to signify that you're not comfortable about who you are? Mm-hmm. And then also to, is a red flag a way to, is your fear of going for it? Ooh, that's a good one. Right? Red fear. It's your it's fear. It's not a red flag, it's red it's fear. It's like your fear, right? So is it women creating these templates well, you because it's just, just like, a, it, Comfort. It's their fear and their, their box of mm-hmm. uh, their comfort box. Yeah, and this is how absolutely they exit comfort because they it's it's. I don't. I can speak. Because everybody loves an asshole. I can speak my, but well now you know everyone as, loves an asshole. Asshole is basically the, the bad boy. Everyone loves an asshole. Bad boy. I don't care what you call it. My thing is, I've always want to know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. I mean, my my thing is. I want to know why you're an asshole. I want to know I why you're arrogant. Being an asshole. I think exactly. No, no, no. I'm not looking to see you're an asshole. I'm actually looking to see Mel and then say, I don't think you're an asshole at all. Right. That's what I want. I'm not trying to say, hey, 
you're an asshole because of this. I'll tell you why, right? It's more of, no, I don't think you're an asshole. Well, yeah, and exactly. it's because I think that can be mistaken, and that term asshole or arrogant can be mistaken as just tr- a truly confident man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So many other but the minute you label someone an asshole or arrogant, you're like, oh, no, I'm done. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to give them the time of day. And then you never truly And find what out. I find interesting is that, that you're is just going to confuse guys even more. Because no, women you're not confusing say, guys. Let no. Just let you know. Well, no, we're because it's a, where is it? Well, you're not confused, but they're like confused about their um, their behavior. Because nope. what I'm trying to say, no, let me finish. Okay. I'm trying to say, look, because we've said this, we've had this conversation. I don't understand. Like women want someone who's confident. They want a man. Okay. There's a man right in front of you, but yet you're bitching and moaning about, oh, they're this, they're this, they're this. They don't do this. They don't do that. But wait. That's a definition of a man and you can't appreciate it because you want them to, you want them to be what you think they should be, mm-hmm. but you were attracted to them. There was something about them that you liked now that it's like, oh yeah, you guys are going out, but there's not something that you're not comfortable with. And it's like, oh no, no, no. I need you to, I, I'm molding you to this person. Mm-hmm. Is that fair for the guy? No. Just for the sake of your happiness? For your comfort? What's that? And then when you find, if you find someone that you want to be comfortable, is it sustainable? Is that relationship Mm -hmm. sustainable? I wanted to talk on that because you told me to hush and let you finish. (laughs) (laughs) Are we being recorded right now? We are recording. But I wanted because the if audience I didn't to know finish. that I get shush all the time. <laughs> no, I needed to finish uh, my thought because I would forget. No, I forget. what I wanted to I say was to. men, a man does not give a shit one way or another if you call him arrogant or confident. He ain't moved by your insecurities. He moves on. Ooh, We're not I like moved that. by it. We're Ooh. people move on. Yeah. Because just like you struggle with being around confidence, we struggle with being around insecurity. Because good. to be around insecurity that would is mean good. we would have to constantly reassure you. That is good. And I like that. I don't want to have to reassure you every No every one should. Day, Absolutely. Right? Yes. So Absolutely don't worry, agree. Don't worry, ladies, who can't really, you know, stomach a confident man. Don't worry. He's not looking for you anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're looking for the chick that stands out. And I am, I am one to never use alpha female because I don't think that is a real thing. I, I am one to use a, a, a strong female. I think women who are strong go well with confident men, a.k.a. assholes, a.k.a. arrogance. Um, I don't know why insecure women struggle with a guy who is assured of himself. What's wrong with identifying the fact that I'm attractive, that I'm smart, that I don't struggle to get girls, that I don't struggle in conversation, that people really gravitate towards me? Why is that a problem? for you. Don't worry. I'm not looking to date you because I I can see your insecurities bleeding through your fingernails. No one gives a shit about you. We're not looking for you anyways. We're looking for the chick that walks up and says, "Ooh. She's not moved by that confidence. She's not swayed by the fact that other girls find you attractive." Matter of fact, she's motivated. She's inspired. She's like, "Oh, that belongs to me." No one's going to get in the way of me actually accomplishing that because we have more, we have more 
to talk about than him talking to her because she's going to fade. And that's the part that frustrates me is that you find these beautiful women lacking self-awareness, right? Like they don't even realize that they're beautiful. You tell them that they're beautiful and they're like, they fucking, they become turtles. They crawl into a shell of insecurity as if no one's ever said you look attractive or you're beautiful. Oh, that's a shame because you're going to go through life settling. You know, you notice confident women don't settle. And I'm not telling you confident women are always the most attractive. But they definitely succeed the most because they're not afraid. They live in their truth. They don't look at rejection as, you know, this indictment on them. They look at rejection as, okay, he's just not interested in me. Moving on. But their personalities shine bright. And a confident guy will fucking go for that. Eight out of ten times. Eight out of ten times. Because what she lacks, if she lacks, and I'm not saying she does, but what she lacks in looks, she makes up in fucking personality. And that says far more than some doll-ass pretty chick. It just does. Doll pretty chicks, they don't stay in relationships for a reason. And then you usually see them around the time where that biological clock that Lauren spoke of. You know, you'll see them around that time that clock starts really ticking down and they're settled for some fucking guy that they're really not that interested in. And, you know, they punish themselves for many, many years to come. (laughs) We're laughing coming into this next segment because we're talking about situationships because none of us know what the fuck that is. How old are we? (laughs) Um... But you hear oh people God. say it all the time. What, what is a situationship? What do you think a situationship is? Okay, this is what I think it is. It's It was <laughs> another word for friends with benefits, oh. but there's more to it. I'm not sure if I want to lean towards the relationship or let's just back off to where it's just friends oh. with benefits. It's like something in the middle is what I think it is. But I haven't seen TikTok enough to get more information. <laughs> but that's what i'm thinking but with this whole situationship um one thing i one thing i have learned from one of many conversations from isaac is is living in the moment and when um you hear girls go i go with the flow and when they say that they go with the flow Are you just saying it just so it sounds good to the other person? And that when you do start to date, do you begin your timeline? Because if you have that timeline, you're not doing the process anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not living in the moment. You're not being present. Mm -hmm. Um, But this whole situationship, I don't know. I I just find that people have maybe their own definition or... Maybe that's why it's on TikTok or is because they're trying to figure out what situationship is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the term situationship is just like a non-committal, like, well, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but we are sleeping together. But like, Is this a way for not putting a title on a a relationship? Because, and then another thing too, it's like, how can we get situationship? How can we be successful with a situationship when people aren't even successful with relationships? We're still trying yeah, to figure is there that any out. Success in a situationship, or just it just peter out? I don't, I don't know. We don't. 
We don't even know what a situation is. So we need to look it up on Urban Dictionary. I think it is successful. What do you think? I think it's successful until the person who wants the situation to transition into a relationship don't get what they want. I feel like it's like a safe place. It's like a safe place. But someone in that situation is always on on a brink of relationship more than the other. Yeah. No, Someone likes one. True. And vice more. versa. Yeah. One true. the other person has oh, one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. I mean, but I don't but think But how women... do you gauge that? Let's say let's talk about who likes more. Like, you don't how do gauge you it. Ga- you can't gauge it. How do I you think gauge women it? tend to fall victim to the relationship side of things more than men because they get it it's emotional for them. Emotional. And Absolutely. Can here's a better question. And this may bleed into the next segment, but here's a better question. Can you be honest in your situationship that there's other people? Ooh, it gets tricky. I think for, if you say that from the beginning, be like, you know, does, hey, a, I'm seeing does you your situationship people. person want to hear it? Uh, I don't know if it's a matter of whether they want to hear it or not. I don't think you should ask. I think a situationship should remain. Certain things shouldn't be discussed because it's just non-committal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, that's, uh, it's classified. It's classified information. Ooh. Do you think people <laughs> actually say, oh, yeah, I'm in a situation ship? Yes, because no it's way. on there they now. Say well, that? yeah, because <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm seeing this on social media, it exists. <laughs> and even if they don't just like say COVID. It, just like COVID. Listen, even if they don't say it, they know it. They know it. Because if, if you ask your girlfriend, Hey, what's up with that guy? Oh, that's just a situation. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, <laughs> I think they just made it, it, it just sounds better in the ears than calling it, oh, he's just my fuck friend. Fuck friend. I think yep. that maybe that's what it is. I mean, it's just that's like, okay. my fuck friend. But, <laughs> I don't know, maybe they're not used to saying lover anymore. Oh, he's my lover. He's my lover. <laughs> that definitely sounds 1980. I think we need a, um, it's very Gen sex in the city. Z. Gen Y? I don't know. What's the latest generation that's on TikTok? I fucking To come and explain. We do need a young person. We need a <laughs> we young need to find, We need a yes. young chick because a guy, he's probably just like one school. <laughs> a young chick has ideas of what a situation really is. <laughs> so, Lotto, um, tell us about the phone call. I want you to tell the listeners about the phone call and why. I know why it matters to me. Um, Anyway, go ahead. Talk about the phone call. Sure. Yeah. So online dating, obviously, it's, you know, how you meet people these days. Uh, one of the main ways. And, you know, went on a handful of dates through Bumble. We message back and forth. You know, then I'd spend time meeting with them for an actual date. And then come to find out, wow, we had really no chemistry on that first date. Um, so then uh, Matt came along and we were messaging back and forth a little bit and then he said hey you want to have you want to talk on the phone for a little bit um so we scheduled a phone date and he this is how he kind of got the nickname of uh phone interview guy because that's basically what it was was a phone interview um and that was probably one of the best things i've ever experienced in the dating world was having this conversation free-flowing conversation over the phone you don't have to dress up you don't have to look nice you don't have to worry about anything except for literally answering your phone or calling that person 
Um, and we ended up hitting it off so well that we talked for, I don't know, about 20 minutes. Um, was super giddy, excited, and happy afterwards and was looking forward to actually meeting him in person. Um, and then going into that first date, it was so much more comfortable and just way less awkward because we had actually had built a little bit of a foundation and conversation beforehand um, with that 20 minutes on the phone. Um, and then, you know, eventually one thing led to another and here we are married, about to have a baby and, you know, total success. Um, that was not the first time that Matt had done that in his dating world. Um, but it obviously was the one time it worked. It was. And you had it the most. Totally. And so cool. since then, I've told a bunch of people about that because they're like, hey, how'd you meet Matt? And I'm like, on Bumble. They're like, really? So there is some success that can happen through that? I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, but here is my tip to you. Yeah, give them some, some, some texture. Yes. Have the phone conversation. Why, especially as a girl, are you going to spend an hour getting ready? You know, some girls like to have a cocktail or two before they even meet the person and then do all of this work leading up to that. Come to find out you have this actual date in real life with never talking to this person, never even hearing their voice, just some text messaging. And then it's a terrible date. Why are you going to waste your time? Instead, have that phone conversation. One, if they don't want to have that conversation, if they're not even comfortable with that, how are you going to actually develop a relationship with that person if they're uncomfortable with that? Number two, if they do decide to commit to the phone conversation before actually meeting in real life, then you can hear them. You can hear them laugh. You can see how the conversation flows because... Ultimately, what is a relationship? It's communicate, communication. That's the fundamental aspect of a relationship. And if you can't do that over the phone before you meet them in real life, well, probably not going to work out. Um, that was really good. I want to talk about Matt because I feel like Matt is um, – he's not here, so I'm speaking uh, in essence to Matt. <laughs> but I feel like Matt is a part of the fraternity of I am. And that fraternity is, I am a man. I am a sure. I am not going to waste my time. I am going to be intentional about who I am and what I do with who I do it with. I am confident. I don't need to tell you that I'm confident. I know that already. I am matter of fact. I am not going to waste my time. I am not going to continue on this path of irrelevant interactions with women. Um, and I feel like he represents that extremely well. Um, I like the fact that there was no hesitation on his part to identify that it made more sense to have a phone conversation than to go out on a date. Mm -hmm. What was more important to him was actually connecting, right? And for this fraternity of men, we reach a point in life where um, quantity is no longer relevant. You know, we're no longer dating with our dick. Um, and I know that's vulgar, but that's the truth. We're no longer dating with our dick. We're dating because we, we're trying to be purposeful, right? Because you reach a point in your life 
and you reach a point in a successful part of your life where time is no longer wasted on irrelevance. And for both men and women, there's a lot of irrelevance, you know. And guys, once we know we're done with the irrelevant, we now we're very purposeful, and we do not allow people to waste our time. So this segment is for Matt. This is for me bigging him up. I know he didn't want to come on. Um, so is that, and that's fine. It's not a big deal. This is no indictment on him. But I, yeah. this is me giving him his kudos because I feel like, you know, there aren't very many of us. There aren't very many of us that's willing to stand in our I am. You know what I mean? And you appreciated that. You didn't run from it. You embraced it. And I want, I want to give him his props. Um, and then just kind of like lean into that whole bumble thing right i spoke mm -hmm. to texture for a, for a reason because you didn't give that person a false sense that dating apps work mm -hmm. you gave her a sense that the dating app is where the introduction happened mm -hmm. that it worked because we did this right so it doesn't matter how you get introduced it matters about the work you put in to actually accomplish something sustainable very true you did the work, Matt did the work, um, and I think Matt's process should be something that, you know, um, reverberate across the one, the female genre in general, single female genre in general. Have a fucking phone conversation. Mm -hmm. Stop texting. There's no texture in texting. I know you can't spell texture without text, <laughs> but there is no texture oh, in wow. texting. What? Right? And good. have a phone conversation, you know, because there's nothing worse than getting on a first date and having nothing in common. And then now I got to sit through this fucking dinner because not many people are going to get up and say, well, I really don't have anything in common with you. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So I like the fact that he didn't waste his time. He didn't waste his money. He did the work. And it paid off. He got married. He has a wife. He has a kid on the way. And one day we're going to get him on this podcast. So he can kind of speak to his own truth. <laughs> um, I want to talk about advice. Um, and this this is really for women. Um, if you're interested in men, don't take all your advice from females. Um, your advice from a woman should only be the advice that she got from a successful relationship that she's currently in with the guy that she's in it with. Yeah. But to take all your advice from a woman is very... Uh, it's it's it it doesn't work it's and i'll tell you and i'll tell you why women do talk to other women when it comes to guys um i'll never forget i was talking to you and and i have said oh yeah you're like one of my girlfriends right you're just like really cool you're really chill you're easy to talk to and i was talking to him about i can't even remember specifically what the subject was about and isaac straights up I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'm like, of course you don't, because you're not a woman. And you know what the girlfriends are going to do? They'll be floundering to give you an answer. Exactly. They're going to give you an answer. It's exactly. going to be some bullshit, but exactly. It's going to so, be an answer. Involved. When they're having an issue, like let's say that women, a woman has an issue with a guy because she didn't understand, right? The emotional component to it. Who are they going to go to? They're going to go to another woman who can understand, who understands, right? And this is why they do it. 
but you don't do it for advice. You do it for that just for you to vent. They are there to listen. They are there just to listen. It's like, oh, I get it. But it's not where, well, you should do this, you should do that. It's like, just take the moment and really think about what you, what that interaction with that other person was. What was that all about, really? And have that conversation with that person you have an issue with, Mm -hmm. right? Because we'll never figure things out. Guys are never going to figure out how women are. Women aren't going to figure out how guys are. Because we're going to the other, we're going to women for advice. Um... But yeah, I mean, and another thing too, when we were, t- I was listening to you talk about when you were going through Bumble and how you approached it and how you approached the phone conversation, but they also have to remember, it's not just the advice that you're giving them. It's also too, it's like who you are and who Matt is. And that's why it worked. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. Also think about the other, the individual who is on that phone call, Right. It's like that phone call or that phone call date, you're not going to find that person. But first, before you do that, you have to find you first. You need to figure out who you are because that's when they start to have all these relationships in their heads, mm-hmm. right? That's a good point. So the takeaway is to get advice from a guy that you actually value. Make sure their opinion is is one that won't be, that favors you. Make sure it's an honest opinion. Oh my gosh. You know, that's actually a good thing that you say that because it's when women say, you don't value me. You don't know my worth. I could turn around and say, well, do you know his value? Do you know his worth? Do you appreciate it? Can you handle it? It goes both ways. Uh, before we get out of here, we want to talk about um, relationships and the antiquated model that most people um, abide by. Um, I was talking with Lauren and Tracy in regards to how relationships evolve and how you are in control of the evolution. But you can only be in control of the evolution if you have the conversation. And a lot of the times people take the, the antiquated approach is we're married we're supposed to and that really if that actually worked the percentage of divorces wouldn't be what it is right Mm -hmm. um the percentage of infidelity wouldn't be what it is um so you know a lot of the time people just date very antiquated i don't know if it's antiquatedly i don't know i I don't don't know if it has anything to do with antiquated it's an old version of what doesn't work and it never worked. It has never worked. If it worked, I mean, there are people that, I don't give a shit if you met people that have been married for 60, 70 years. They eventually changed the process. You know, they changed their own course. Um, but they probably took the same antiquated approach before they had the conversation of what evolution looks like to them. What do you guys think of that? I mean, I, th- I think that you kind of have to treat whatever the relationship, the marriage, whatever it is, partnership as basically like a plant like you've got to keep watering it otherwise it's gonna die you know and whether it dies meaning you get divorced or it dies and you're you find your spouse is cheating on you or it dies and you fall out of love with each other but you're trying to keep it together for the sake of the kids you know you've got to keep watering your relationship I actually came across uh this 
I don't know, a little blurb, and it was something along the lines of uh, just, like, advice to keep your relationship alive, and it was, like, take your spouse out on a date once a month, take them out on a weekend trip every six months, and a big trip every couple years, and all that really equates to is spending quality one-on-one time with that person and making that a priority, no matter what else is going on in your life, no matter whether you just had, you know, a second kid or whether, um, you know, you have some sort of big family life event that just happened. You always have to keep watering the plants. I'm going to have to disagree with that. I don't think it really has to be once a week or a date. I mean, once a week. So is that once a week, that once a month, or that vacation is when, like, I can have sex with you, your spouse, right? I think it has a lot to do with reconnecting. I mean, really. Or just simply connecting. Just, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just be connected. No, connected. And that's why it's really sad when I hear that women don't, want to have sex with their spouse and we've had this conversation you have to ask yourself why don't you want to have sex with this with your spouse this is supposed to be the most important person in your life and you don't want to connect with them mm-hmm. right that's an intimate form of showing them how you love them right totally i think uh... so simple and it's like there's these excuses i'm too tired i'm like well then you're basically saying i'm too tired with this relationship i don't want it anymore Mm-hmm. Very and have that conversation before mm-hmm. it really burns out and it's done and all of a sudden one day it's like why am I done mm-hmm. yeah I think uh, it's also come up in conversation uh, the locks you know oh yes the locks um, <laughs> yeah, so, so to explain that. yeah I mean it's just you know whenever we are Matt and I, you know, just want to hang out or whatever, have a spare moment, we go on walks. And what I love about the walk or the hike, whatever it is, is it takes you away from your cell phone. It takes you away from a screen, whether it's TV or whatever. Um, And you have an actual open, honest conversation and you can bring up things, you know, Whatever it may be, whatever is on your mind, but it's a chance to connect without any sort of interruption. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that it's a healthy check-in. That's yeah. a good point. No, yeah. And it, it shouldn't even have to just even be sex. It's just intimate. Like that intimate connection that you have with your significant other or your boyfriend or, or girlfriend, whatever, your partner. Yeah, it was just when I was listening to you, it's, it's, it's almost I have to take back what I said, but it's... Um, with intimate it's not just the physical right it's just having to be able to connect intimately um is really is important um i think what i see is that you know it's interesting where you have this timeline we talk about you date and then you consummate (laughs) right then all of a sudden you're boyfriend and girlfriend and then the next step you are engaged and then you're married and then children. Yes, things come to an end. But it doesn't have to come to an end because they it's it's like people think where it's it's the end point. I've obtained something. I won it. I got this award. So now I don't have to do anything about it. 
but you have to maintain it. It's, it's, I think that's the one thing that my biggest takeaway is just because you are together, just because you're married, just because you are bounded legally by marriage doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be forever. That it's like, don't just, don't assume that it's going to be there. Right. It's a working progress. Just like when people, like, say that you want to lose weight, right? You lost that 30 pounds. Does that mean that you go back to what you used to do before? No, because you're going to gain it back. You have to maintain. Mm -hmm. And that's what, and that's what relationships should be all about. It's like, hey, we have this person who is supposedly special. It should be a working progress. You should work hard. It's not easy. It is not easy. For me, I think think the root cause of good intimacy and good sex is connection, right? And you have to first be connected before you can actually have quality intimacy and quality sex. But sex is the glue that, like, really keeps you together. Because I look at mm. sex not from a mechanical standpoint, but from a download, right? Like, mm. I journey through my day, and God knows what it is I'm doing, whether it's in my profession, whether it's whatever it is. Mm. You know, we go through we go through life more time, far more by ourselves than we do with our partner. But when we're home, and then, you know, we go to bed, I feel like sex is that connecting part. It's the download that connects us back to each other. And keeps it going because this old saying is sex is not important as long as you're having it, but it's very important when you're not having it. I mean, it becomes Mm -hmm. all your other problems come up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're connected, you're truly connected and there is that intimacy and there is that good sex. There's nothing that you can't conquer or conversate about. And, And regardless of how hard that conversation is, it could be ironed out, but when there's no intimacy, especially when the person who's feeling the most deprived, they're going to be the one who lashes out the most. They're going to be the one who really don't give a fuck what they say. Because at the root at the root of it is, I'm not getting what I need, so why the fuck should I give you what you need? And if you need my, you need quality conversation, you need quality time, you need quality whatever, then I need something too. And a lot of the times people get married, and when they get married, they think that they can remove that thing that's so important to a guy, but then expect the guy to still give them the quality time, the gifts, the surprise, the, the element of, you know, um, sexy. No, it doesn't fucking work that way. And I often say this, my, 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 my view of men and women is we're both trying to date backwards, right? We both have this backwards approach. A man's key to intimacy and emotion is sex. A woman's key to sex is emotion and intimacy. And then we're trying to like figure that shit out. And the way to visualize that before we go into this next segment is imagine us dating, but we're with our backs to each other. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) So, so if we're dating with our backs to each other, we never see each other. Right. You want something from me. I want something from you. Yeah. Neither one of us is getting it because we're both literally wow. saying the same thing, but we're saying it in a different direction. Yeah, I like that. Right? So yeah. 
Can you imagine? But if you argue, well, I've had arguments with women that will tell you it's not all about sex. Not to you. You have your thing. What what would that thing be? A lot of times they don't really have an answer. But let's just say for the shits and giggles for this conversation, your thing is you want to be taken out on a date. You want to be wined and dined. You want to feel like you know there's an emotional connection. Well, how do you think you achieve that with a guy? You give his penis what it wants. Yeah. I know that's a cheesy and cheap way to say it, but the reality is men are far more relaxed when there's not stress on us. And the sure. way you relieve stress for most men is sex. Sure. I'm not I'm not dumbing men down to the point where I don't think we want to communicate. No, we're more we're more we're less guarded when sex is kind of like where it needs to be, when we're meeting that yeah. quota within I mean, ourselves. If you're not fucking us, you're fucking I us mean, up. You're saying, and then you're gonna yeah. get conversation that's gonna be very abrasive and non give a fuckable. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Yeah. Like I was rock hard last night and you did nothing about it. <laughs> and I'm that seems to be the norm. I'm coming home every day with a with a hard on thinking I'm gonna get some. You do know like by month six, year one, year <laughs> one and a half, I'm probably gonna be fucking someone else. That's just the simple reality yeah. of it. And I know most women or conservative women are going to say, but that's just fucked up. Like, we supposed to talk about it. Well, we did. What's more? My I penis mean, was hard. Yeah. I don't need to really have a conversation. I'm poking in the back. Yeah. It's the most fucking alert way yeah. I can show you that I want you. Yeah. And we do want you. Yeah. But we just, you're just not going to create what that want is in your eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. we both trying to accomplish something. So let's accomplish it. There's yeah. different expectations from a relationship from a female's perspective and a man's perspective. They're both valid. They're both they both need to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But you know, they they may not always align completely exactly how you want them to align, but they still both need to be fulfilled. Women the outcry when I when I have this conversation with just women in general is that you do know what you won't do, someone else will. They're like, oh, that's just fucked up. Like, but it's true. It, but it's true. I'm sorry. This has been going on for fucking thousands of it's years. Just, it's true. Why do you think guys fuck their secretary or the woman that's closest to them? Because you're not fucking him. Yeah. And then you're upset that you that he cheated. Well, you didn't give him what he needed. Well, okay. I mean, it's simple. <clears throat> it's, we don't require much. I was literally just but, looking at this thing. This guy was telling this joke about the difference between men and women, and he rung off this whole list for women. They want flowers, romance. They want to be taken places. They want to be told things. They want to be reassured. He kept going, kept going, kept going, and then he got to guys. He said, the guy just wants you to be naked and have some food, and the food is optional. Yeah. Yeah. We just want you to be naked. Like, we, yeah. we're, 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 like, innately attracted to you. Yeah. But that attraction goes out of the window when someone else is piquing our interest because you won't give us what we require. It's really interesting that you do say this because you're you're saying quite simply, quite simply, I'm attracted to you, and for me to show you this and that I do want you is I want to have sex with you, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But and, a woman, tells but you, I guess they I call this love language. No, well, no, and this is, has nothing to do with kids. But then their love language is, I want you to take nice. me out. I want. But Love is not isn't a sex? Language. I but hate sex, that. sex is is physical touch that, as well. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That so physical touch is his physical touch. Or but that should be for a woman as well. But that should be for a woman as well. It's it's know, more of y'all know I hate that love language shit. What love language? I don't uh, think lang love is not a fucking language. No, but I'm it's we're not. Simple. I'm just, not you, talking. This is what for I like. Me. 
I know that's what you like, but what I'm saying, but you like me to talk to you. But what I'm, but what I'm but trying to say, I break it down. I promise you, after I come and have so, this orgasm, I'm gonna be about as docile as they get. Exactly, and I'm this definitely is, wide open. To but listen. then they say, no, but you have to wine me, wine and dine me first. I need to go on a date before we. Oh, we can have this conversation about. It's like for you to have sex with me, you have to do this first. There's this long list of what you have do to you do. Know what the fuck, we, you know how ridiculed we would be if we say, hey, for me to listen to you, you got to do this first. Exactly. But I like, don't understand. It's, it's like, wait, but you know that this guy likes you. No, I mean, to continue, I, I don't. I, is there even more to talk about? I mean, it's really simple. It's quite simple. I why mean, do you, but I have a question but, for you. Why? Why do you think there's a such thing as love language? Because a guy, a guy definitely don't. We don't subscribe. But that. you know what, Isaac, you're asking the wrong person because I don't function that way. I don't function with this love language. I didn't think about red flags. I didn't think about a love language. I don't think it, it's just. I just be. Did a woman write that book? So I no, don't. I mean, I don't. The book. Okay. Oh, did a <laughs> It's a great book if you take the time to read it. It's written by a man. Um, I forget his whole background history. Whatever. Anyways, I think Gary Chapman is who wrote it. I'm going to get um, it for Isaac for Christmas. There's don't five different lung, There's five different lo- love languages. Um, one of them is quality time. One of them is physical touch. Uh, one of I don't know. Whatever. Long story short, if you f- a man's your significant other's love language is going to be different than yours nine times out of ten. The thing is, is you need to recognize that and be like, okay, so for me, I like quality time. Okay, so Matt knows I like quality time. So he knows that, all right, like these walks are really important to Lauren. These hikes are really important to Lauren. For Matt, maybe it's physical touch. And so I know that he wants to have sex, at, you know, certain time, certain amount of times a week or whatever it is. I need to fulfill that for him. That might not be my number one thing. It's not. But are you enjoying it? Yes. Boom. Of course. That's all that matters. And so, but. But then you get what you need. Totally. But I think that helps to learn what the other person's love language is and what yours is because that tells you a lot in how to navigate your relationship. Now you guys hate on it. I'm a, I, I think no, 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 I'm not hating on it. I'm not hating on it. True. And that's truly all and it I'm comes down to. I'm not saying I get it right all the time. Yeah. I just pay attention. Being observant and picking up on those things. But you, you guys pay attention. We talked about this last time. You pay attention to Matt, you know, just as he pays attention to you. Sure. He knows when something's wrong. Totally. All all that book, basically, if you want me that's to That's your love language. You guys pay attention. If you want me to surmise that book in a statement. Pay attention to your person. Exactly. Done. Exactly. That's Be it. attentive. Listen. Like, for example, I know, okay, so Matt's coming home tomorrow morning. I know I need to get my shit together. I need to get the house clean because that is important to him. Yes. It's not as important to me. I don't need to run the dishwasher and for it to be as important to me, but I know that is so important to Matt. To him. So I'm going to do that for him. Yeah. Thank you for listening to that. No, thank you for (laughs) listening to that. No, truly paying attention because that really matters. It truly does because you know that that's important to him. Mm-hmm. Especially and you've been here all day. No, good for, <laughs> no, 
Lauren, like seriously, no, that is good. really important. It's truly important because um, that it because it matters to him. Totally. No, I like that. Well, this has been a really good conversation. Um, no, thank you for thank tuning you, in to Lauren. Cheap Coffee. Thank so you, much Lauren, fun. Lotto. for coming on. Um, Always a good time. And this has been another segment of Cheap Coffee. We're not trying to change your mind. We're just trying to change the way you think.